This episode is brought to you with support from StoryWorth. A couple of years ago, I wanted to make Mother's Day extra special for my mom, so I gave her a unique gift that not only made her feel special and loved, but was a gift for the whole family. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of options. These are questions you may never have had the chance to ask or may never even have thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? My mom's answers surprised me. I thought I knew most of her stories, but I was moved by the poetic details she recounted about traveling as a teen with my grandmother through Europe and Africa. I learned more about my mom, and she was surprised at the memories that came up after all these years. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your mom's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. Not only that, the journey of learning more about my mom was a gift in and of itself. Give all the mom figures in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com nocturne. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash nocturne to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash nocturne. Hub and Spoke. Audio Collective. Listening to Nocturne. I'm Vanessa Lowe. It was around, it was around 1 a.m. on a Tuesday night. Of course I looked at the clock, wouldn't you? What the hell is that? A low-flying plane? No, too rhythmic. Who's doing construction at this time of night? I'm not getting out of bed. It'll stop soon. Jesus. Okay, I'll just stick my head out the back door. This is ridiculous. I have to find out what's going on. I saw some distant lights a few blocks away. Did I mention it was in the dead of winter? My partner mumbled, What are you doing? I'm going out there. A t-shirt and slippers are enough when you're angry. The dog was oblivious for once. I marched down to the corner and there it was, the answer. 
For some inexplicable reason, three street-sweeping trucks from our local municipal services had returned from some unscheduled late-night emergency cleanup call and were slowly backing into their little bunkers inside the city services parking lot. Lights blazing, engines roaring. Is this where our property taxes go? Was there a riot downtown that I missed? I slowly trudged back home. As soon as I got to the front door, the engines turned off. You know that big sigh you make after an argument? I fell asleep pretty quickly. That's my friend Thomas Shishnik. He made that short piece in response to my question about if he'd ever heard an unexplained sound in the night. What's really funny is that I'd forgotten that several years back, we were hearing the same sound over here. I think it was on Friday nights, and it was driving me nuts trying to figure out what it was. After a few weeks of hearing this mysterious sound, I remember walking around the corner in the dark and seeing a street-sweeping truck slowly sweeping around parked cars on the street. Mind you, it was in the dark on a Friday night, and clearly not the normally scheduled weekly sweeping time. The work was mostly pointless because of all the cars. Kent and I figured it must be that the guy driving the truck was heading back toward wherever it would eventually be parked, and doing a little extra work on the way. After that, we still heard it weekly for a long time, and we just look at each other and laugh about our strange nocturnal street sweeper, imagining him dragging his heels on the way home for a myriad of made-up reasons. I kind of loved hearing it, this out-of-place sound. It had a special place in my heart because it had once been a mystery to be solved, and I solved it. During the day, unusual sounds often just blend into the collage of activity always going on around us. But an unexplained sound at night is like an actor on a stage, or a mystical beast drawing power from the moon. Without all the other noise competing for attention, sound at night stands out. It travels farther. It bends and shimmers in unexpected ways. It can tantalize, mesmerize, terrify, or downright destroy you in irritation. At the very least, it can capture the imagination. Is it distant music? A party boat? Construction? Aliens? Late at night, when most residents are fast asleep, this song fills the air, and no one has a clue where it's coming from. The mystery sound was captured on a doorbell cam. A baffled homeowner posted, what is this sound? Kept me up all night. Others posted their guesses online. Sounds like a windmill. That is a wild mongoose mating call. You're about to be abducted. Everybody has their theory here, but one idea that consistently came up, people asked, have you checked if it's the fish making this noise? Now the mystery has been solved. Police say the noise is coming from intense winds blowing into a slack line like this. Black drum are big, noisy creatures, especially when they're looking for a mate. In July 2020, we released an episode about the strange, unexplained sound heard around the world, often called the hum. That sound is a low-frequency rumble that some unlucky people hear in the middle of the night, sometimes for years on end. Some of the badly afflicted sufferers of the hum spend huge amounts of time searching for its source, figuring out ways to mitigate its effects, and even, in desperate cases, moving their living situation. The sounds I'm thinking about here are the ones that don't take over your life, but that you hear once or a few times, and that more than anything, speed up your pulse or fill your mind with questions and strange images. 
because a mysterious sound heard in the day is a curiosity. But an unidentifiable sound at night is something else entirely. It's magnified, mysterious, scary, alluring. A portal to a landscape beyond our understanding and potentially outside of our control. Hi, Vanessa. This is Alyssa from St. Paul, Minnesota. My partner and I had moved into a new apartment and our bed was just on the floor. Our dog was sleeping in the same room and it was a hot night. The windows were open and in the middle of the night, it sounded like someone was standing next to our mattress on the floor, pouring out a glass of water from like a six foot high height. And so it was just sort of really apparent. Both me and my partner shot up out of bed. We looked at the dog. We looked at a cup of water in the corner that one of us had had by the side of the bed. Um, And there's just no answer. Uh, I went outside. I checked to see if, you know, a gutter was draining or something, something outside was there. And when we woke up, everything was dry and there was nothing that could have made the noise. And we just never figured it out. We never knew what it was. And we still talk about it to this day. It's one of the only, like, unexplained things we both have experienced. As daytime sounds like traffic, birds, lawnmowers in the distance become absent, remaining sounds become prominent simply because there's more space, less distracting information competing for attention. In addition, sounds can be heard more clearly over longer distances at night due to something called temperature inversion, which causes sound waves to bend back toward the Earth. This effect is magnified if the sound is traveling over water. Also, two paradoxical things happen with regard to sound at night. As the world around us darkens and visibility decreases, we rely more heavily on our ears, noticing more of the sounds around us. At the same time, though, without the ability to see where sounds are coming from, there's often less context to help us make sense of what we're hearing. Like the time I was staying at my friend's house in rural Vermont years ago, Her house is on acres and acres of land, with forest on one side. I lay in bed in the middle of the night, convinced I was hearing the sounds of a raucous party of teenagers somewhere in the distance. When I mentioned it in the morning, she explained that I was actually hearing coyotes, and it was probably just two or three of them. With so many of us living within the boundaries of cities and suburbs, coyotes are just one among many animals whose normal vocalizations confuse or conjure scenes from horror movies. There's the barn owl, which personally lodges pictures of undead young girls floating among the trees. The greater sooty owl makes a sound like the scary alien poof creatures in an underrated movie called Save Yourselves. What? My name is Madi. So last year, my partner and I went to Hawaii and we stayed at this hotel that was described as rustic jungle cottage, which um, sounded lovely, but it um, turned out to be just a little bit too rustic for us. First of all, there were no windows, just window frames and some net in them. And there was also no bathroom inside. There was just a shower outside and a little stall. And as soon as the 
sun went down. It was extremely noisy. I thought maybe some sort of cricket, because it was just this loud, consistent noise. But I went out to the bathroom and then saw it was occupied with dozens of frogs. And they were just everywhere. They were on the walls and on the floor and even inside the toilet. They were pretty small, but they had big black eyes and they were all staring at me when I tried to go to the bathroom. I decided uh, it was frog's toilet now and I just went behind the tree. And after a while, we kind of got used to the sounds of the frogs because at least they were pretty consistent. But right as we were about to fall asleep, we heard these heavy grunting noises. <laughs> it was like... <laughs> and steps right outside our walls. And we almost had a heart attack. We first looked at each other with just this fear in our eyes because we really didn't know what it was. So we just stayed in bed very quiet for maybe a minute. And the steps continued and the grunting made it a bit more obvious that it wasn't a human. It was some sort of animal. But we tiptoed to the frame with our flashlight and we saw this big black booty of a pig a wild pig right outside the window. So at least it wasn't some creepy man. And we actually really like pigs, so it was kind of a pleasant surprise, but it was still just a bit scary in the middle of the night. The next morning, we packed up our bags and moved out. Hi, this is Mariah and my terrifying mystery noise in the night occurred at some point when I was in high school and I was up in the northern woods of Minnesota with a couple friends of mine and we lived a little over like 20 minutes away from each other and that night my friends decided that we were going to watch the Blair Witch Project and afterwards I had to run out through the woods in the dark to my car and drive home and again at my mom's place you know run from my car to the house and at some point probably two three four in the morning i hear this scream that sounded so human-like and i knew that it wasn't human we live at the end of a dead end road inside of the six thousand acre nature preserve so like there isn't anybody out there. And it just kept going. It probably lasted five or 10 minutes and it was very, very near to my open window. And just with every fiber of my being, I was terrified. I knew that I wasn't in danger, but it was the most horrifying sound and the most horrifying timing. It made that movie the only horror movie that ever affected me in any way. And my mom is a wildlife biologist, so, you know, the next day I asked her what could possibly have made that noise. She hadn't heard it, by the way, so that was great. And it turned out to have probably been uh, a bunny that was 
being attacked by an owl or a fox. And yeah, I, I pretty much felt like I was never going to sleep again after that. A study in China concluded that sounds at night can be scarier, not just because it's dark out, but simply because it's night. The researchers found that people were more scared when they heard frightening noises at night, even if the room was light. They posited that because for our ancestors, night would have been a particularly dangerous time. We've evolved to be more vigilant and more efficient at processing threat-related information at night. This is Lauren. So I was living in 29 Palms in the high desert of California, and I was just finishing watering my cactus garden in my front yard, and I have to go to my backyard to put my hose away. And it was dark enough now at this point to where I was having to squint to see my way around. And as I was coming around the side of the house to go back inside, all of a sudden I hear this heavy footfall um, or paw fall onto the sand and through the creosote bushes, this rustling. And I immediately was startled by this and started to turn. And just as I did so, this snarling growl sound came from about, I would say, nine feet high. I'm about five feet tall, and the sound resonated from above. And it was just this, like, (laughs) and I immediately, instinctually thought to myself, I am prey. I am being stalked by something, something really big. And so I turned around to face it and I made myself really big. I outstretched my arms and yelled back at it. Said to go away and just kept yelling, just making myself sound loud and big and slowly stepped backwards through that path all the way to my front yard. And as soon as I got there, I ran straight to my front door and shut it behind me. To this day, I don't know what it could have been. Bobcats don't do that. Coyotes don't do that. To this day, it's a mystery. I don't know what it was. Even mundane sounds in the night, divorced from an obvious source, seem to introduce a sense of dislocation and confusion. My name is Garrett. Several years ago, I was living in an early 20th century home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And this happened a couple times, but it'd be usually at least when I heard it late at night. And um, I remember one night laying in bed and hearing just an enormous and very fast bang sound. My reaction to the sound was, you know, it startled me. At first, I... I sat up in bed and kind of strained to try to hear a follow-up sound or locate from what part of the house it was coming from, uh, which sort of gave way to a little bit of fear, uh, loud sounds in the middle of the night, always a little bit scary. And uh, in my mind, I was imagining that someone was probably, you know, had banged on the window or something. So that probably gave way to uh, sort of the feeling of sinking into the mattress. and hoping that it will just resolve itself on its own. Anyway, probably six months later, I was doing some work on the house and the old double hung windows are operated by ropes and by weights. And as I was working on this project of putting new ropes in the windows, one of the windows that I was working on still had a rope that was intact, but while I was standing there, the rope snapped and the weight fell inside the track uh, in the window. 
were behind the window, and instantly the sound was recognizable to me as the sound that I heard in the middle of the night. So my assumption is that a couple of the ropes snapped on the old 1920s window weights, and the weights then crashed inside the window and created that loud sound. So I had several of those to repair and remember thinking, okay, that's certainly a lot more likely than somebody pounding on my windows in the middle of the night. So. It's usually reassuring when we figure out that the loud sound that woke us from sleep was something completely explainable. However, in my research for this episode, I came across the harmless but disturbingly named exploding head syndrome, whereby one hears a loud noise or explosion inside the head that does not correspond to anything in the real world. It usually happens when falling asleep or waking up. And while not painful or dangerous, I can imagine the fruitless investigation and resulting frustration. In any event, there are a limited number of sounds that we expect to hear at night. So when we hear one that we can't make sense of, it's truly a puzzle. I experienced this some years back. For several nights in a row, I was completely perplexed at the sound of a person sighing somewhere in the house. It's not a sound you would expect to hear even if someone had broken in, and I don't know if I'd be more or less scared of a despondent intruder. I finally identified the sound when getting a midnight snack and catching my refrigerator in the act of expressing its ennui, or at least that's what it sounded like. Later, I looked in the refrigerator manual and was somehow delighted to notice a whole section entitled Refrigerator Sounds, including the line, if this is your first refrigerator with an ice maker, you will hear occasional sounds that may be unfamiliar, and the reassurance that these sounds are not cause for concern. It goes on to highlight potential sounds, including cracking, popping, running water sound, hissing, humming, and clunking. I couldn't help but wonder how many other people ended up frozen in their beds in fear or wandering around their homes in the quiet night, searching for the source of a sound whose origin was ultimately banal. I was taking these pills and they'd give me these really horrible hot flashes two to four times a day. And the hot flashes were just such a pain. They'd wake me up in the middle of the night. They made me sweat profusely. And I had to be really, really thorough drying off after shower so that I wouldn't be a little funky the next day if it was a four-flash day. So anyway, I'm home alone, and it's 2 a.m., and I get this hot flash, and it wakes me up, and I can't get back to sleep. So I'm trying to be productive. And I finish off my classwork for the next day. I print it off. I'm bored. What am I going to do? Well, my skin is still grungy from the sweat. I might as well take a shower. I'm still bored. Ah, I'm going to go air dry in the spare bedroom just for the change of scenery. So I'm lying on the bed, reading, naked like some sort of a porno, and I hear really quite distinctly the sound of a door closing inside the house. And I panic and I, I, I just freeze and my mind is gibbering at me and I'm lying in bed naked and there aren't any clothes or any weapons in the room that I'm in. And my cell phone is downstairs in my backpack and the cordless house phone is in the other room and I can't call for help. And I'm like, what do I do? <sighs> the only thing that I really have in the bedroom is a sheet. And I'm like, well, if I try to wrap myself up with it, I'll probably just trip over it. But, you know, staying naked also seems like an invitation to the wrong sort of attention. So I'm still kind of frozen and I'm listening for more sounds to see if I can figure out where he is. 
and there's absolutely nothing. And I'm like, if I make a noise, will he leave? Or will he come upstairs? Did he break in just to steal something? Or is this something where I end up as an unfortunate statistic of some type? And I have absolutely no idea. And after about 30 seconds where I don't hear anything, as quietly as I can, I slip down the hall to my room and I put on panties and a t-shirt. I, I don't want to waste any more time than that getting dressed, so that's all I put on. So I'm in the bedroom. I still don't have any weapons, and I want to get to a phone. There's one in the third bedroom, but it's right at the top of the stairs, and the door doesn't lock properly, and there's no safe exit from that part of the house. But there's still no sound from downstairs. But neither the front or the back doors have opened, so he's got to be in the house somewhere. So... I grab my courage, I'm creeping down the hall, and I grab the house phone, and I'm like, yay, I have a portable phone, and basic covering, and I step into the hallway, and I'm gripping this phone so, so tightly, my hands are hurting, and my out is to run to my bedroom, lock the door, get out on the roof, and call the cops, but instead, and I'm, I'm still not really sure why I did this, except maybe that it was still so quiet in the house. I take this deep breath and I go, hello? And I listen intently and there's no sound at all. And my brain is just racing and racing. Shouldn't there have been some sort of reaction? And I try again. Is someone there? And there's still no sound. And I don't understand it. And I go downstairs and the kitchen, the dining room, the bathroom, the utility room, they're all clear. And there's nobody in the living room. And the back door's closed and locked too. And I do a really, really insanely thorough check. I'm checking under and behind the couch, inside the coat closet, in the kitchen and bathroom sink cabinets. I'm checking everywhere and there is nothing. And I'm starting to get confused now. Like, did he go upstairs when I was switching around the bedrooms and getting dressed? I'm clutching the phone like it's a lifesaver, but I still haven't called anyone. And I head back upstairs to check out the upstairs. And everything seems secure, and I check the windows, but I know what I heard, and I don't understand. And I'm trying to figure out what to do from here. And I head back to my bedroom to finish getting dressed. <laughs> And as I'm walking past the door to the computer room slash office, I hear absolutely crystal clear the sound of a door closing coming from inside that room. And I freeze. And I process, and I know exactly what I heard. And I enter the room. <laughs> and... There's no one in the room, and there's no one lurking under the desk or tucked into the corner or hidden in the closet, and the windows are all locked. And where is this noise coming from? So I head back towards my room, and on my way out, I walk past the desk and the printer, and the printer sighs at me. <sighs> yeah, uh, the door closing sound? It was the print heads in the printer resetting themselves and then later on going into sleep mode. And I'm still shaking from the adrenaline crash. 
I'm actually kind of shaking right now as I'm relating this. Um, and I head back to my bedroom to finish getting dressed. And I really only have two thoughts in my head at this time. And the first is, I am getting a different printer for Christmas. One that isn't going to impersonate terrifying home invaders in the middle of the night. And the second is, well, you know, I'm really very clearly an idiot for not calling for backup when I had the chance or grabbing a knife from the kitchen while I was there. And all I can think is, I guess this means that I'm the stupid blonde girl who gets killed at the start of the movie. All respect to blonde girls everywhere. Of course, there's no way not to check when hearing something that sounds like a person inside your home at night when no person should be there. Our brains and bodies developed this vigilance to sound in the night for good reason. Hi, Vanessa. This is your Aunt Faye. New Year's Eve, Uncle Roger and I were in our bedroom watching television, and all of a sudden, we heard footsteps and a voice in the apartment. I didn't scream, but the voice went, hello, hello, hello. Well, when we came out, it was, in fact, a maintenance man who had let himself into the apartment because we had left the oven on. We were getting ready to heat some desserts for ourselves, and I guess the oven smelled like there was gas escaping in the apartment. The neighbors had called down to the doorman. The doorman apparently had tried to reach us, but we were too involved in watching television, and we never heard anything until we heard someone outside our bedroom door saying, hello, hello, hello. Suffice to say, we opened a kitchen window, turned off the oven, and all was fine. And even if they're not coming from a human inside your home, it's good to be alert to those strange sounds in the night, even if you never identify them and can't do anything about them. This is Andrew out in Chatsworth, California. Back during the lockdown, not long into it, at night I could hear this scratching sound, this like... And at first I didn't know what it was. At first I thought it was like something clacking against the window or the Venetian blind. So I tied up the blind and thought that would be the end of it. But then I kept hearing the noise, scratching, scratching. And eventually I figured out that something had gotten into the wall in my bedroom, some sort of animal or something. And I could hear it scratching at the wall all night long. It would not stop. I would kick the wall, pound the fist, and sometimes it would stop, but it would only stop for a little bit. And then it would pick right back up. I eventually did find some holes dug around the outside of my bedroom, but I never found out exactly what it was. And I tried all kinds of methods to get rid of it. I didn't want to seal up the holes too much because I was worried it would die in the walls and I'd have another problem again. So I, I tried a lot of things to get rid of it before that. I put my speaker up against the wall and pumped really loud a dubstep, something really bassy into the walls, hoping that that would drive it away. And it didn't. And this went on for days drove me insane because I couldn't figure out what it was and it wouldn't go away and I would have to play music in my room at night to drown out the sound because even though I knew it was in the walls and it wasn't going to come through the walls and get me, I could not rest because the scratching sound just kept going and going and going and eventually it just stopped. Whatever it was went away or moved out. 
And after that, I sealed up every crack and little crevice I could find. And thank God it has never come back because that was absolutely infuriating. Hi, Vanessa. My name is George Starr. So this just happened the other night, last night. I had to get up to use the bathroom. And while I was washing my hands, I heard through the vent in our ceiling this strange sound that sort of went like this. And I thought, wow, it's really windy tonight. That's strange. And it was about 4.30 in the morning, so I was pretty sleepy when this happened. And then a second later, I heard it again, but it was louder. And I went, and I thought, oh, my God. Is this a tornado? Keep in mind, I was exhausted. It's, uh, you know, 4.30 in the morning. And I thought, wait, a tornado here in Chicago at 4.30 in the morning? This is freaking me out. And, and, and I immediately thought, oh, my God, do I have to get my daughter and my wife and run down to the basement? And just as I was about to burst out into my daughter's room and grab her and everything, I heard this. <laughs> And I realized, oh, my God, it was just a garbage truck in the alley next door that happened to be coming down the alley way too fast right before that. So, mystery solved. Much of the time, mysterious sounds in the night turn out to be pretty run-of-the-mill, even embarrassing in our reactions to them. Sometimes they're things that could eat you, but more often, if they're wild, they don't want to be anywhere near you. They're rarely, if ever, ghosts or flying saucers or clandestine experiments being performed in underground bunkers nearby. They're rarely intruders. But there's something about this low-stakes confusion that I kind of like. In a time when almost any question can be answered by entering it into a search engine, little innocuous mysteries are fun. They remind me of being a kid when so much of the world seemed mysterious and unknown. That's part of what the night is for me, a last bastion of the enigmatic. The more we light things up, both figuratively and literally, the less magic exists in the world. And in the dark, in the quiet, you never know what you'll find. That strange, even frightening sound could be a clue to a mystery you didn't even know existed. Or it could be your fridge. You've been listening to Nocturne. I'm Vanessa Lowe. Nocturne is produced by me and was created by myself and Kent Sparling, who also composed the theme music. Thank you to everyone who sent recordings about your mystery sounds. Nocturne is supported primarily by listeners like you. If you help us out on Patreon or PayPal, thank you so much. If you don't support the show yet, it's never too late. Go to patreon.com slash nocturnepodcast to become a regular supporter of the show and get access to 20 Nightlights bonus episodes, behind-the-scenes information about the show, and more. You can also check out nocturnepodcast.org slash support. Nocturne is a proud member of Hub & Spoke Audio Collective, a group of smart, well-crafted, independent podcasts. One of those podcasts is Soonish. From MIT-trained technology journalist Wade Rausch, Soonish brings you stories and conversations about how the choices we make together forge the technological world of tomorrow. Find Soonish wherever you listen to podcasts. And check out all the other shows in Hub & Spoke at hubspokeaudio.org. Till next time, thanks for listening. This episode is brought to you with support from StoryWorth. 
A couple of years ago, I wanted to make Mother's Day extra special for my mom. So I gave her a unique gift that not only made her feel special and loved, but was a gift for the whole family. StoryWorth is an online service that helps you and your loved ones preserve precious memories and stories for years to come. It's a thoughtful and meaningful gift that connects you to those who matter most. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a thought-provoking question of your choice from their vast pool of options. These are questions you may never have had the chance to ask or may never even have thought to ask, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done in your life? Or if you could see into the future, what would you want to find out? My mom's answers surprised me. I thought I knew most of her stories, but I was moved by the poetic details she recounted about traveling as a teen with my grandmother through Europe and Africa. I learned more about my mom, and she was surprised at the memories that came up after all these years. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your mom's stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. Not only that, the journey of learning more about my mom was a gift in and of itself. Give all the mom figures in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, for a limited time, you'll save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com nocturne. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash nocturne to save $10 on your first purchase. Storyworth.com slash nocturne.